2: Keyshawn J Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
3: You will have your chance to win cash money in just about 10 minutes from now. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app. You can watch us on ESPN U. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You heard Herm Edwards say it there, that he expects Keyshawn walks around with a suitcase full of cash. I do, too. You know you're rich and famous when I just looked up our Twitter handles because I was going to promote them here on the show. And you know you're rich and famous when your Twitter handle is just Keyshawn because, like, you're the only Keyshawn in the universe that got the Twitter handle, like that Stop. would be like having like at Amber, you know, oh, like it's God. just at you Keyshawn, are... by the way, at real J Williams Back. at Amber W sports. That's how you find the rest of us as well at Keyshawn. Rich and famous, Key. That's how you know. Oh,
4: God, yeah, I wish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More, <laughs> so fam- more more, famous than rich, trust me.
2: <laughs> well, I'm
4: not in a J. Will category at all. Whatsoever.
2: Lies, 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 and more lies.
4: I'm
1: just think, happy to be here, Amber.
3: I think both of you have done uh, just okay for yourselves uh, in this life. We're hoping to make it just a little bit more okay for somebody else as well. So your chance to win t- And that $10,000 giveaway in just about 10 minutes from now, we have been talking about the situation with the New York Jets all week because we got the news from the head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Zala, that Zach Wilson is out. Mike White is in. Zach Wilson is going to be in street clothes. He's not even going to be the backup. That's going to be Joe Flacco this weekend. Here was Robert Zala on why he's benching Zach Wilson.
5: His decision-making's been fine, his practice habits, all that stuff have been fine, but there's some basic, fundamental things that have gotten really out of whack for him. And this is just an opportunity for him to sit back, focus on those things, find a way to get uh, uh, reconnect to all the different things that we, we fell in love with during the draft process. And it's something that I feel like he's going to be able to do.
3: I mean, reset. Okay, so Jay wanted me to bring this up because Jay was tuning into his own show. He was so kind to do that yesterday when me and Courtney Cronin were hosting it. And I feel like I'm the only person on planet Earth that hates this move by the New York Jets. I hate this because you just heard Robert Sala, Jay, say that the Zach Wilson needs a reset. And a reset... Although apparently not with his decision-making, which is interesting because I think the rest of us might question how good the decision making's actually been. But he needs a reset. In terms of fundamentals, Sala goes on to say, and I'm thinking you can't get back to fundamentals like footwork when you're in street clothes on the sidelines. That's not how you develop the 23-year-old quarterback and the second overall pick, Jay.
1: Yeah, I really disagree with that. Um, You know – Being on the field in a game is not the only place where you can work on your craft. I mean, there there are reasons why some of the greatest players in the game, you know, talk about falling in love with the process of work. And for me, I feel like we've gotten to this point where it's like, you know, we have to sugarcoat everything and make everything as easy as possible for anybody that's a high draft selection. And the reality of the world that a lot of these guys are coming into, and I was one of them, is that you know, regardless of whether you are drafted number two, there might be more incentive from the organization's perspective for you to win because they gambled on you with that second pick in the draft. Yo, know, But we're out here with people that want to get it each and every single day. And when you're in the middle of a playoff hunt, I want to be with guys who want to get it. So, yeah, it, yeah let's take a step back for a second and, and prove to me and prove to your teammates that, you were worth us taking the second pick of the draft on. And let your play, maybe this shakes you out of it, get to a point where you are leading these men in the locker room. I I don't don't feel like just because somebody's drafted second overall that, well, you know, now we just have to keep playing. It doesn't work that way. And maybe this is what Zach Wilson needs. And the way he responds to this tells me everything about who Zach Wilson is going to be.
3: Well, he's already responded, by the way, somewhat publicly. Agreed. But but and he responded in the right way. He said all the right yes. things after saying the one wrong thing, which was a one but it's syllable answer. in not just the, one, it's, not a just press the conference. Wrong,
1: it's just that one wrong thing, Amber. It's it, not like yeah, I don't like how we just always all of a sudden now because he he answered a question in the wrong manner that that's the sole reason why Robert Sala is not starting. Him. I mean, his play on the field was not good. Like okay, there's but, been other things that have been other than just the you know the one answer. I, I bet that
4: you. I bet you any amount of money though. If he didn't step to that podium and say those things in the post game, he'd be the starting quarterback this week against Thank Chicago. Thank you, Key. That's but my problem with that, this. The fact that he did that with mm-hmm. everything else, yes that was the final straw. Yes. It, it, because everything else, they had been tinkering with it, trying to look at it, see what it is, and then he did that immature move on top of many other moves that he did that was immature that we may not even know about. And so I'm with you, though, Amber. Last week, the entire time, I've always said, a young quarterback, he needs to be able to play and see it and understand what he's doing wrong and try to fix it. I would have started him against the Chicago Bears, and then I would have had a quick hook because I've seen that work many times over. I've never seen a young quarterback get benched and a team is in the middle of a playoff run and you don't fracture that fragile mentality that a young quarterback has, by now all of a sudden you're yo-yoing him. You're playing around. He's in, he's out, he's in, he's out. What if, what if Mike White goes out there and he's 19 of 23, three hundred and three touchdowns and no turnovers and they wreck shop on Chicago? Okay, so now what do you do? Now what do you we do? got a quarterback. Well, no, Robert he's Sala... To- Left it open. Right. He left it open indefinitely. He he never said that this kid would get his job back. Right. That's all I'm saying. Now, the next week, you look at it and he goes
1: out there and does the same thing and wins. Imagine what kind of effect does benching your quarterback have if you tell the world that yeah, I'll be back next week. Like so, what if it if it seems indefinite? It doesn't mean that it is indefinite. And actually, I, 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 I want I, my quarterback to feel I'm like maybe saying, it
4: is. Jay, oh, this I just do Jay. This kid what... had a good game against Cincinnati last year. Then he had a bad game. Threw four interceptions and five interceptions or whatever. He's completing about 67 68% of his passes. His touchdown interception rate is pretty high. I mean, five touchdowns and eight interceptions, I think, is what it is. So when you look at Mike White, and we're not in the building, but – he is a better quarterback from the people that I have talked to that's in that building that sees it every single day. They told me this way back in the springtime, if you remember, that Mike White was a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, but the only reason why Zach Wilson is getting the nod is because he is the number two pick in the draft. That's- now, if this is true with a better team this year than last year, Amber, and if he goes on a run, they just open themselves up for a whole bunch of you-know-what.
3: Well, and they're opening themselves up against a very bad Chicago Bears defense. So I feel like... We're not really going to know after this game because Mike White should look really good. I mean, if Mike White goes out there and looks terrible against that defense, then fine. Then there's no conversation. But it's entirely plausible here, Key, that Mike White goes out and looks great, and then you have a real problem on your hands moving forward because are you going to stick with Mike White and then further hamper the development of Zach Wilson? You said that you had you had you said you hadn't seen it before with this benching the quarterback while you're trying to make a playoff run. You actually have, and this is my whole problem with the situation because Brian Flores did it when he was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins and he benches Tua and he goes back to Ryan Fitzpatrick because the Dolphins all of a sudden found themselves in the surprising position like the Jets are of trying to actually make a postseason when nobody had expected them to coming into that season and they thought Fitzpatrick gave them the better opportunity to but, do that. What was the point of that? Because all that did was hamper that year with Tua okay? You're crushing Tua's confidence. It has taken us until our third year yeah. to find out that yeah. Tua is good and you're Still doubting him to this day, Amber. So what was the point but, of any of this. Amber,
4: you, did, did, did did he did he bench him or did he, he him. take him out of a game?
3: No, so. he benched him. But I will say this, by the way, he benched him. But mm-hmm. I will say this also is if Robert Sala truly believes. Zach just doesn't have it right now. Like he needs to reset because of, you know, footwork or fundamentals or, you know, overthrowing a target in the flat. If he thinks that he needs a reset there, why didn't he take Zach Wilson out of the game? Why didn't he make that decision in a game against a divisional opponent that was a must win game for this Jets team? If he thinks Zach or Mike White is the better quarterback, why wouldn't he have benched Zach Wilson during that game to beat the Patriots?
1: But Amber, you keep going back to, and this is what I was trying to get in with you yesterday, you keep going back to the Brian Flores situation. That that situation seems so different to me. Like it, it I didn't seems know like that he benched him. though. I thought he, he, I thought he Robert, took Robert, him out. Robert Sala has always seemed like to me like he's had the back of Zach Wilson. Whereas like knowing that Brian Flores like Tool really wasn't his first decision. Like that really wasn't what he wanted. So like the two situations seem very different to me, don't they?
3: Well, it does seem like Brian Flores was never in on Tua, right? I mean, he was they were flirting with Tom Brady. They were flirting with Deshaun Watson. Watson. They were going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. It does feel a little bit like that was maybe a big problem there and maybe had something to do with why Brian Flores isn't there anymore as the head coach. So I understand what you're saying, uh, but this situation is the situation that Robert Sala has where he's saying the right things with his number two, but he's hearing – that Mike White's the better guy. And so that kind of comes on Robert Sala because you've got to win games if you're Robert Sala, right? You are in the midst of what could be a postseason run. Yeah, but so if you... Sala is not rocking with the better quarterback, then Sala deserves a lot of criticism, is, I guess, my point, Key. Like it feels like Sala's getting a pass here. And his game plan against the Patriots in a windy game was terrible.
4: Well, it, it, it's not, he's not getting a pass, but you got to remember he's the number two pick in a New York City market, Amber. And it's all about the big money. And, in fact, speaking of big money, don't we have something that Yes, we to give speaking away? of
3: money, honey, it is time for this hour's winning word for the KJM $10,000 a day giveaway. This is why you're a pro's pro, Keyshawn Johnson. When you hear the winning word, text the word to 777000, and you're entered for your chance to win. We'll do it every weekday from now until the end of the show on December 7th. No purchase necessary. Ends December 7th. See complete official rules, ESPNRadio.com slash Contest!
2: And max 10K
3: The winning word for this hour is Apple. Like how Apple pie is overrated. Apple. A P P L E. Text yeah. it right oh, now. No. Seven no. seven seven no. zero, no. zero zero zero. Is that what I said? Nope. What? Cannot, what? I said
1: co-sign right. Cannot, co-sign Cannot co-sign that. It's got to be right. Cannot co-sign that. Nope. nope. Is nope. what I said? Vanilla no, ice cream on top. Hot apple pie. Right. Nope.
4: Well, do I said it. what I said. Uh, Jay, it's got to be right though. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't some, some weak ass apple pies in I've, my life. Well, I've had horrible pies
1: too, Key. But like, I, you can't
4: say no, apple pie not I, overrated. No. Yeah, We're building.
5: I mean, honestly,
1: I y'all,
3: outside of key lime pie, pies generally a little overrated. But let's go ahead Amber, and get Lorenzo oh Alexander. Oh
1: my God! Have you ever had sweet potato pie, Amber?
3: Sweet potato pie. Uh, yes, I believe I have. See, yes. no, see she,
1: okay. ain't, she ain't have real sweet potato pie She had now. to think about it. She, she had, had to think <laughs> about it too <laughs> much. <laughs> That's not right. No, uh-uh.
4: I had somebody that yesterday. Oh, well, whatever. Lorenzo's probably joining Yeah, let's bring in Lorenzo <laughs> Alexander
3: on this conversation. Former like, Bill's. Linebacker joining us, Lorenzo. Is Apple Pie over Amber,
6: you have shenanigans going on this morning. Almost hung up. If it See? wasn't for, for Jay Will and Key, and I know them, I would have hung up right now with your comment oh, about come Apple on, Pie. on, Lorenzo. It's oh, my look. favorite of all time. I mean, Apple Real Pie, you? great ice cream on the side. I mean, I love
4: oh, it. Oh, man. Preach the to these people, the Lorenzo. I don't know.
3: Y'all don't know. All right. Well, let's see if your thoughts, let's see if your football takes, Lorenzo, are a little bit better than your pie takes. Oh, what are your thoughts God. on the Bills beating the Lions yesterday? Are the Bills legit here, Lorenzo?
6: Man, I think the Bills are legit. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at any team, there is a arc to a season, right? And obviously they came out of the gates hot. Um, they've kind of tapered off because they had actually have had several injuries that they've had to overcome. When you think about Jordan Poyer being out at, at one point, Micah, Micah uh, being out for the entire season. Tremaine not playing. Greg Russo being down. Now, Von Miller is hurt. I mean, the offensive line yesterday was beat up a little bit. And they still found a way to win games. And uh, what are they, 8-3 and three right now? Uh, sitting at the top of the division, I know it's a lot more competitive with Miami and obviously the Jets who's going to come back to earth here. Um, but I think they are contenders. I mean, you're going to face adversity. And how do you – it's always about how do you stay together through that adversity. I know the quarterback and Josh Allen has had the UCL, UCL injury. And I think as they get deeper and that gets more healthier, obviously they'll get back to what they look like efficiency-wise on offense. So, I think they're good. They just got to step up on defense a little bit more and figure out those, that pass rush. But I think getting Vine healthy, Greg healthy, is going to be significant to that uh, to that run.
4: Low Daddy, do you think the Bills have what it takes, though? Do they need home field advantage, or can they go on the road? And- yeah. Take care of business and get to the Super Bowl? Do they need and, a home field advantage throughout?
6: I, I, you know, and I'm biased to this, right? Because I was part of the beginning, you know, Josh, Sean, and, and them. And so I know what Sean preaches. I know what this team at the heart, a lot of these guys I played with. And so I know what they're made of. I've seen them go into Kansas City and and, and win, obviously, wasn't in the playoffs. They've had the heartache, though. You know, they, they've, they've had the, the progression of losing a first-round playoff game and coming back and losing in an in a AFC championship game, losing again, heartbreak at the end. And hopefully that's the – I know that's not what Buffalo wants to be known for, obviously, when you couple that with the the four Super Bowls. But this team has the ability um, and the mental, the mental focus to go anywhere, play anybody, and win multiple ways. I know people don't think they run the ball well, but every time I'm looking up, I see Singletary doing his thing uh Hines is coming on here soon as well. Um, and so I think this team can win multiple ways and do it different ways um, and, and, and get over the hump. Obviously, they just got to go out there and prove it, which is really hard when you look up and you see Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes mm. doing what they do on week in and week out and how do you stop that that monster. And so that's, that's what it's going to come down to. Who's going to make more plays? Who's going to stand up and have that big uh, PBU or interception or big sack on defense? to really slow down the Kansas City Chiefs when they see those guys in the playoffs.
1: Lorenzo Alexander, former Bills, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Lorenzo, i got to ask you about Von Miller going down uh, the other day, and we're going to see what the optics are around that knee injury probably today or tomorrow. But in response to that, OBJ tweeted out during the game yesterday, you'll get rid of turf. Yeah. Where are you on this whole – narrative that is really gaining momentum about no more turf fields in the nfl all grass fields
6: yeah i mean i I hate turf i mean obviously the 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 condition of the field is easier manageable and you can get a consistency from week to week and owners can do multiple things as far as you know bring that out have a stage as far as money and all that but from a player's perspective especially the older you get in this league i mean playing on turf is like just sitting down unless let somebody take some bats to you, your ankles and your knees repetitively, because you feel like trash after the game is over. It feels great. You're out there fast and moving around, but it's just it's so unforgiving. And I actually hurt my my, my um my right foot. I tore my um, Liz Frank on turf in, in the Saints, in their old turf field. Um And so I'm probably biased in that regard, too, that they need to figure out a better way, obviously, grass is much better. Um, obviously, it's going to cost a lot of people money to switch it out and do some different things because everybody doesn't have the luxury, like a Arizona or a couple other fields I know, roll out uh, Vegas, right? Having the space around, them, especially if, you, if your stadiums in the middle of downtown, uh, to be able to roll it out, let it get the sun it needs, especially if you live up north, northeast, with um, you know all the snow and rain in, in the winter seasons.
4: Lorenzo, when you look at The Buffalo Bills, clearly, you believe that they're probably going to win the AFC East. And I've all of a sudden become a villain on this show because I wasn't a believer in the the team down south uh, in South Florida at the beginning of the season. And Jay Will has put out this narrative that I don't like the quarterback and he's no, it's the internet key. The internet has receipts on everything. Amber has (laughs) fallen into that trap as well. But what I want to do is ask you, as, as Jay tries to get in here. I want to ask you, do you think that the Dolphins have the makeup to go on the road in Kansas City, in Buffalo with snow and snowballs being thrown and frozen batteries being thrown at them or or go into into Cincinnati or any of these teams with cold weather to succeed and make a strong run in the playoffs?
6: I think they have the capacity to do it. But me and you know, and Jay, you know this too, once you get to the playoffs, man, everybody get a little bit tighter. Mm Mm-hmm. Because now, I mean, you make a mistake, man, we might be going home. We might not have a game next week. And how do you respond in that? And obviously they have guys on that team that have won. Obviously Tyreek Hill has won uh, a championship. But what does that look like collectively? And I, in, in my feeling the same way with, with Buffalo a couple of years ago is I, I don't know if they quite was ready for the mental makeup of it because it's just it's different. And guys always say this, and this is because us as players, if you've never been there, you put – extra on it and it, the game speeds up for whatever reason it gets faster things happen you can barely remember what happened you know last series because you haven't been able to be there it's just like going from preseason for a young rookie to, to a regular season game things just seem to be moving faster because it's, it's just more meaning to it um guys are playing harder the stakes are higher um do they have the capacity to do it with their office and the defense the way they've played during the season of course yeah we, i mean we, we've seen the the way they've, they've, they've played football this year at, at a high level um, but I don't know because they ha- they lack that experience what they look like. And I will never, you know, bet on a team that's never been there. There's a couple of teams once in a while that will make a run. Like, man, how did they do that? They just didn't know what they didn't know. But most teams, you know, historically but, but, Lowe, see, don't my, do my, that.
4: My problem with it, though, Low, is the weather. Going to those cold weather – going to yeah. Buffalo – I mean, that, that that thing ooh. that matters to nice. I
6: mean that that does matter. Um, being in Miami, I mean, I remember playing Oakland one year. It was forty degrees in Buffalo, and they was like, "Man, why well, do y'all play here?" I was like, "Oh, we won this game, right?" Um, but I, you know, in in my mind, if it's the playoffs at stake, and I, and I guess I, you know, I may be thinking a little different. Man, I don't care how cold it is. I'm about to go up here. We know it's gonna be cold, right? It's not like you just jump off the plane and you didn't know it was gonna be. Uh, 15 degrees in Buffalo and, and snowing, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's all about your your mindset when you go into it. Um, And I, you can't prepare for that anyway. I used to be cold in Buffalo when I played – and I lived yeah. in Buffalo. It's cold. Cold is cold. I mean, it just doesn't matter, you know. So it's all about how you approach it from a mental standpoint and how does your coach prepare you to say, hey – you know, like some coaches back in the day, D-line, hey, man, you, you're not wearing no sleeves, right? Because they, they wanted you to focus mentally on the game. But I used to man, let me just put my sleeves on. Let me be warm so I can focus, right? I don't want to fight two enemies. So just go up there, whatever you need to do, you know, whether that's put uh heat warmers in your in your cleats, in your gloves, the long sleeves, the Vaseline uh, with the icy hot in it, whatever you got to do to stay warm, that's what you got to do to be able to focus as much as you can. Because when you're out on the field, you ain't thinking about Cole. You're thinking about, hey, let me how – I'm going to beat this dude. I'm going to dominate. I'm going to get to the quarterback. Exactly. I'm going to pick this ball. I'm going to catch it. When you're on the sideline, that's the issue because now you're just kind of just sitting in there. You don't have nothing to focus on. And so that's where you got to really – if you're a warm weather team – really figure out ways to maintain that warmth so when you get back on the field, you're ready to go. Zo,
1: so, remember when I told you that the internet has receipts? So I, I'm just oh, laughing yeah. up, up here about Key, right? And Amber, this is for you too. So, you know, last year, <laughs> we uh, no, no, just the internet has receipts, Key. I, I just want to pose something for right. Zo to, to, to hear. Yeah. So last year, there was a little debate that Key and I had on first take because I was mad at Brian Flores for benching Tua early in the season. And I was like, it's the wrong move. And Key was like, no, it's the right move. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy, right? So Key goes on that whole tear. Okay. And then this year we get into it, and now, you know, I'm talking about Zach Wilson, it being, you know, like the – I think it's the right move for considering things have been done. And Key's like, no, you you don't do that to the quarterback because he's fragile, and I'm telling you, you're going to lose him. So it's like, once again, like, see, he'll build cases for other people. But then when it comes (laughs) to Tua, they're like, you know, and what, 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 hold on, Uh, hold on, Key. Wait, Zoe, what did Tua do? Tua Tua battled back, and now he's in the MVP conversation. I just don't think Key likes it. Hey, but look, check this out, That's where it comes from. Jay, he got a brand-new coach and a
4: brand-new system. Man, what are you talking about? And a shiny new, a shiny new receiver as new well. In fairness to Keith, so I, now you're I just Robert, Robert Sal is the problem.
1: I, man, stop! Robert Sal man. is the problem, Keith. Hey, nice try. Did you work. see? So, 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 what do you think about Zach Wilson being benched? Do you think that's the right move? Do you think it's the wrong move? It's, it's definitely the right move. Thank you. I,
6: I'm not worried about his his fragility. He, he needs to be grow up. I mean, if if that <laughs> breaks him, he said that. Thank you. So take accountability for it. And and, and as a defender, right? I'm in that locker room. I just locked the team down for three points. And we know the special teams; they part of the defense. They gave up that touchdown. But for you to get up there and say, "Yeah, no, nah, we." we good. I'm good. We, we just did was great pretty much in so many words, right? Saying no to the question that was asked. Um, that, that can lead to being, having a divisive locker room. And you have a young man that doesn't understand the weight of, of his position in his role as a quarterback and, and what that means. Now, obviously since then they've had conversations, he's come out and, and apologized. Um, but there has to be, you know, consequences for that. Um, and you have to, Learn from it. I I don't care if it's your first-round quarterback or not, and I think sometimes it's when you get in trouble as a coach. How do I need to handle this situation regardless if he's your first-round quarterback, right? What is the best for him? And that's what they came to an agreement with um, because sometimes that can also break a team apart. Why are you treating him different Mm -hmm. than this other guy over here, which I I understand happens, but you still, for what he did, I think it deserves to be sat down and give somebody else an opportunity because – Maybe he doesn't understand how to prepare well. Maybe he doesn't understand what it means to uh to, to put your offense and your team in the right position. And sometimes you gotta watch that from the sideline and say, well, Oh, oh, that's what it means. Oh, I don't like this feeling either. Oh, maybe I need to make a switch in what I need to do. And sometimes just just kinda you know, uh, let's kind of grow him into that, isn't enough. Sometimes guys got to face some real adversity, like, ooh, man, I don't like sitting on the bench not playing to really make that shift and change in, in how they prepare and what that and what it looks like to be a leader and how do you stand up and do it.
3: Well, Mike White's now going to get that opportunity against the Chicago Bears. Lorenzo Alexander, former Bills linebacker, real men wear sleeves in Buffalo, New York. That's what we learned. Lorenzo, <laughs> thanks so much for joining
2: us.
6: And uh, we appreciate like you guys. apple pies, though. Always, Tell her. yep. Apple. Tell her. Yep. Still All overrated. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not yep. changing All my that.
3: position on that. Uh, uh, coming up what? next, can USC beat Notre Dame? We'll, we'll find out what Keyshawn Johnson thinks. I'm sure he'll be very objective. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We roll along next.
2: Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the more tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
1: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product
4: specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer.
5: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
3: Tune in for a college football doubleheader tomorrow as Oregon State hosts Oregon, followed by Notre Dame at USC, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Let's talk about... That matchup. For that, we bring in Tim Brown, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Heisman Trophy winner at Notre Dame. Joining us now, and Tim, thanks so much for joining us. How are you feeling about Notre Dame as you head into this matchup here against USC? Scared. He's still
7: scared.
0: <laughs> well, I guess the words are cautiously optimistic, right? <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, you know we played well enough on offense. Uh, Special offensive line, you know. I think we may be able to handle, you know, their defense a little bit. But man, their offense versus our defense—I don't know if any defense in America is ready for that at this particular point. So that's going to be, you know, the the whole deal. If 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 our guys can some kind of way slow these guys down and not get into a track meet, I, I think we may have a we may have a shot.
4: If my memory serves me correct, Timmy, you guys came into the Coliseum your senior year. And I believe you were underdogs, but a big punt return by you lifted them. What did that moment feel like up against SC in the Coliseum in that situation at that moment in time?
0: Yeah, that that was actually my junior year. And uh, we, we came to that game four and six, man. we We obviously wasn't going to a bowl game. And SC was pretty highly ranked, I believe, at that time. We got down, I think, 37 to 22 or something like that, you know. And um, and early in the fourth quarter, we were able to come back. Uh, yeah, that big punt return, you know, set us up for like a 20-yard field goal to, to win the game. And and really, I think that was, you know, the impetus, obviously, to me winning the Heisman next year. And, um, you know, we went 83 and, and then the next year they won a the national championship. So that game is a game that we looked at, you know, saying, hey, look, if we can come back from, you know, beat FC on the road 20 points down, we certainly can, you know, can can win these football games uh, if we put our minds to it. So, I think it just worked out for us.
1: Tim Brown, Pro Football Hall of Famer, nineteen eighty-seven Heisman Trophy winner at Notre Dame, joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Tim, have you spent any time thinking about how great it might feel if Notre Dame knocks USC out of the playoff race? <laughs> have you thought about that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, brother. Look, man, you know, I mean, you know, the calls hadn't hadn't started yet with Marcus and Rodney and Ronnie and all these guys, but they're going to start pretty soon today, I believe. uh, If not today, certainly tomorrow. Uh, Look, my, my, uh, my, Daughter went to LMU and and happened to fall in love with a brother who went to USC. So I'm, I'm dealing with this thing from a from a very up close and personal uh, you know standpoint now. But look, man, that that's the dream always, right? You know, the Notre Dame team has played well enough. You know, I think people have to respect them that they could come in and do this. You know, it's going to be extremely tough because I mean, Etsy has you know three or four receivers out there, man. They're pretty much you know. Um, uncoverable at, at this particular point. And the way Caleb is playing, you know, he could be on his way to to New York in a couple of weeks if he keeps playing the way he's playing.
4: Tim Brown, former Raider, Notre Dame wide receiver, Pro Football Hall of Fame, and 1987 Heisman Trophy winner, nine-time Pro Bowler. Um, joining us this morning are Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Tim, you got a young head coach, and Marcus Freeman got off to a rocky start last year in the bowl game when he took over for... For, Kev, for Brian Kelly, and then kind of got off to a rocky start again this year, losing to Marshall. How do you think things have gone so far since they've been able to turn things around with him?
0: No, I, I think they've gone well, man. I, I really think they've, um, you know, sort of righted the ship a little bit. I mean, obviously the Stanford loss at home was a was a disappointment after the Marshall loss, which was, you know, obviously embarrassing to to everybody uh, who calls himself a Notre Dame fan. Um, but um, you know, at the same time, you know to see this team fight back and you know go on the road and beat North Carolina and you know uh, go on the road and beat Syracuse and you know and teams who were ranked at the time and BYU, um, you know I, I think um, you know they can at least hold their heads up saying you know we had a we have we've had a pretty good season. This would obviously culminate a, a, a very good comeback. And uh, put them in a you know pretty good bowl game, and uh, you know they can build from there. So, um, so Marcus, man, I tell you what, man, I, you know I I I I used to uh, mess with Eddie George about uh, you know Ohio State players and that kind of stuff, but this brother here, man, <laughs> has made me change my mind about that because uh, this guy's on point, man. He's trying to do things the right way, and uh, you know hopefully uh, you know he can get these guys playing well this- tomorrow night and and win this game and uh, keep keep everything going for him.
3: Pro Football Hall of Famer, Tim Brown, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Amber Wilson filling in today for Max. Uh, you heard Key just mention your time with the Raiders. So, Mr. Raider, let's ask you this. How surprised are you by the Raiders' struggles this season?
0: Um, on one hand, uh, I'm very surprised because, you know, they played so well at the end of last year um, that you think that uh, they can come into this year. And just build off of that. Uh, But on the other hand, I'm not surprised because anytime you get a new head coach in, you got a new system in, uh, it takes time for the quarterback and offense to get on the same page. And, you know, it's just one of those things that you have to, um, you know, that you have to deal with. You know, I'm a little surprised that they changed so much, you know, after playing so well at the end of last year. but. You know, I, I, you know, look, these tech coaches, man, they're like players. You know, we we have one way to play, and they have one way to coach. And, um, you know, and I think uh, they're building for the future, and, and hopefully, you know, they can finish up strong this year and, and do something next year. But um, one thing for sure, <laughs> you know, this thing is going to have to get righted pretty quickly. You know, they got a, a big win last week, and, you know, if they can win in Seattle this weekend, it would be pretty good for them.
4: Tim, I, I know you bleed silver and black. All right. but right. I'm going to ask you this question. Why, why move on from Rich Bisaccia and go to Josh McDaniel, who failed in Denver when Rich Basaccia kind of just took things over, got through all of the tragedies, all the different things that went on with the Raiders a year ago and got them into the playoffs, a throw away from advance into the divisional round. Why, why, why move on from Rich Bisaccia?
0: Well, Key, I, I wish I had that answer, man, because you know I, I sort of, you know, I, I wasn't trying to be very forward about it, but at the same time, I was, I was certainly intimating you know, on social media, in social media that hey, look, you know, I mean, when you have a team playing, it's hard at this, as hard as the team is playing uh, for a coach, and they're talking about how much they love this guy and and everything is going so well. Maybe you should keep things the same, you know what I mean? And give him another year and let's see what happens. If he doesn't, you know, it's, it's another year. It's not 10 years that you have to uh, lock him into. But, you know, look, I, I don't um, obviously have any voice in, in the Raiders organization. And, uh, you know, you try and support whatever they, they bring to, to the to the table. Uh, but, yeah, I feel sorry for the guys. I feel bad for the guys because I think everybody thought it was time to go on a run, uh, a couple, two or three, four year run here. But, um, Obviously, that is not the case right now. And hopefully, you know, again, they can finish strong this year and build for something next year.
4: I know I know that uh, Mark Davis kind of gave Josh McDaniels a little bit of a vote of confidence, if you want to call it. Do you think that Josh McDaniel will be back next year?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he'll definitely be back, you know. Uh, you know, I think you heard Mark said make the comment something like, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day or something like that. Uh, I, I don't think they're in they're in a hurry and you know, I, I think if they would announce that to Raider Nation in, in in the summer, then maybe Raider Nation wouldn't be, you know, going topsy turvy right now. But uh you know, but I, I think at the same time, man, you know, uh you have to finish strong, man. You can't go into uh the off season, you know, whimpering, brother, because that, that doesn't make for a lot of confidence around the building uh during the off season.
3: Hall of Famer and Heisman Trophy winner Tim Brown joining us. Thanks so much, Tim, man, for stopping are you playing by.
1: Playing that song. Man. Good luck, Tim.
0: <laughs> yeah, play
1: it. Keep playing Takia. He needs to hear that today. Get her done, Tim. <laughs> Bring her home. Thanks, you
7: guys.
4: <laughs> you, 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 you really want to be. There you go.
3: There you go. They're placating Tequino. now. There you go. Although, <laughs> yeah, all that's going to end. Because coming up next, can Keyshawn Johnson actually cook? Video evidence may suggest otherwise. You're going to want to watch us next on ESPN.
2: ESPNU. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet?
7: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight? La Quinta tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I really want to. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: <laughs> Coming down the stretch here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, Amber Wilson filling in for Max. Motion on your ashy ankles, Jay.
4: Oh, that's for your lips.
1: LL Cool J. That's what, Amber, that's what Key usually does when the R&B music comes on. He starts putting on a chapstick. Starts giving you the, the deep brown eyes. You know what I mean? Like, Man, hey, he be squinting. His voice. Took, Man, don't, 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 don't fall SS. into they traps. Don't Johnson do that. Don't listen. Don't listen Keyshawn to that. Keyshawn Johnson. Kiss out the dark here. We're here no, trying to talk to it just guys so about sports I and jets Try and
4: <laughs> to soften up my lips just and Tampa. they be playing just so uh, R&B at the same time. It just so
1: happens timing. that I do this every single time. <laughs> <Yeah>. Welcome back <laughs> into the ESPN radio. I am Keyshawn
5: Johnson with the place to be.
0: Lanes. That was
3: dead on, actually. Bunch of lanes. I'm just like, um, speaking of Keyshawn Johnson, mm-hmm. there are some questions about whether Keyshawn Johnson can cook. Before we get to that, I just want to remind you, if you want to win some money, and we all want to win money because we all like money, even Keyshawn, who has so much of it, he doesn't know what to do with it. Oh, God, stop. Text the word APPLE to triple seven triple That is the word this hour, APPLE. triple seven triple zero, like as in apple pie, kind of overrated. But we're not going to get back into that right this second. What we are going to get into is Keyshawn Johnson's Thanksgiving because I have heard from our producer, Pat Costello, that it was more like a fish giving.
1: Oh, oh, that's cool. I ain't gonna let y'all do that to my man. What? I'm, I'm not know, even. No, I'm gonna just act
4: like I'm not even on the show. No, nah, don't do that. First of all, first yeah. of all, you showing a bad video and try to make it seem like that that turkey is dry. You showed. Show it the to real video with the spread, man. No,
3: don't that show, is the video show though. It's no, on that's you the ESPN real video you right there. Watch Amber. us right now. Yeah, so that's
4: now the, the real spread. Wait, hold on. You have
3: pasta. You have like This looks like an Italian meal.
4: Mac and cheese. We got green beans. We got roasted cauliflower. Come on, Amber. We out here. We multi hyphenate out here, Amber. Yeah, we got the we got the salmon with the we got the salmon salmon with the spinach underneath. We got the tri-tip. We got crab cakes. We got turkey. We got it all. We got everything. Okay? Salmon on Thanksgiving
3: cannot be a popular move.
4: Man, it's everything. No, you don't even salmon understand. On
1: Thanksgiving, too. You, you don't Do even you? understand. Yeah. That's, that's, like a, that's, that's crab it was, it was one of the foods. We had a turkey. We had ham. Yeah. We had, yeah. Y'all. Is that because, got, like, mashes, some
4: people.
3: That's the is that, mashed
1: potatoes. Come on, now.
3: Is that because some people don't eat turkey? Yeah, so, like, yes, you're giving yeah, them. Why
4: not? Absolutely. This is because y'all are both
3: entertaining way too many people. Like, this is so too many people. It's not dry
4: is a pitcher.
3: Keyshawn is this serving 30 look, people yeah, at Thanksgiving. I don't lot. even like 30 people, y'all.
1: <laughs> it was so dry. <laughs> it's so
7: stupid.
1: Do you want some water?
4: For, <laughs> no, <laughs> Amber. But, Amber. Okay. We tend to. <laughs> Gather <who's yourself>. we? <laughs> Us. Uh, oh, we tend see, to do nah. a big spread. We might even fry some chicken. I just didn't feel like frying no chicken. You know, nothing wrong you know? with that. It just, I just didn't feel like doing chicken. it.
3: Really? I, I had the take yesterday that I actually think turkey, a little overrated. Because the only time of year you eat it is Thanksgiving. Like, we're not all out here roasting Amber. turkeys on the reg, right? Like, it ain't like, hey, it's Wednesday in the summer and we're all out here roasting turkeys. I feel like that's all the evidence I need See, that my mom turkey is kind of overrated. So I would be, I would welcome the addition of fried chicken or brisket <laughs> yeah. or yeah, something Amber. else. Yeah, you we have off. brisket.
4: But Hold Amber, my case. mom, when my mom was living, mm-hmm. she might just do a turkey on a normal day. She might just decide to go and really? do a turkey. Yeah. Absolutely 100%. I don't feel like that's See, most. Real she going to break general. it all the way Amber. down after we eat it, she going to break it down and it's going to last us at least 3-4 days. That's just Amber, you've been you doing know? such
1: a phenomenal job the last 2 days hosting this show, but I, I don't think we can have you back. I mean, I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm this no turkey and no apple pie. I just you're losing me.
3: I mean, I, no me. apple pie. I didn't even try. Like there was apple pie yesterday at should've, the Thanksgiving I was at. I didn't even go for it. I had a little is, bit of is, the key lime uh, pie. I'll mess with some pecan pie. But apple pie, no.
7: Pumpkin no pie or sweet or potato, potato pie. pie? Pumpkin
3: pie is just okay to me. It's all right. Sweet potato pie? I'm not, honestly, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I don't think I'm very well versed in sweet potato oh, pie. See? Like, I've had sweet potato casserole, yeah. but that's not the same thing, you right? Have... Like, with the marshmallows on top?
4: No. <laughs> <lead> <laughs> I don't think I know don't about that. I gotta go. I have to leave now. I
1: don't think I know about sweet potato Don't ever come, pie. come pie. to my house with Cultural. no Cultural.
4: marshmallows on top or no yams. on the sweet
1: potato. Come on. Amber.
4: Amber. <laughs> I don't I don't think I don't think I'm well
3: versus sweet potato pie or candied yams. I feel like those are two things that I've been what? missing out on, apparently.
1: See, we no, gotta buddy, get you, you to an yeah. actual Thanksgiving. Like, did you see the Mac? You saw Key's Mac? Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
3: What, what do you, do you? need Hold to say again? You wanna see it again? It Yates, Yates. Yates. So what do you I mean? Yeah, all don't hate Yates. What do you mean by actual Thanksgiving?
4: Like a, like a, mm. y- a real Thanksgiving, a real one with sweet You, pie you, you see like, that ham right there? Come you come to my see hat. that? You see them yams? Peach that's a little veggies cowl cowl for you. Me. That's the mac right Calic there. Green.
3: Oh the, that macaroni and cheese does look excellent. I will that's give it. fire.
1: Is it any left,
4: Key? Is that the Cajun stuffing, Key? Is that the Cajun stuffing? Yeah. Well, no, it was on the backside. I don't. I think we passed it up already. Yeah. Yeah.
3: See, Cajun stuffing, like, don't even, I don't need so, you to get fancy so with your stuffing. Like, just give me some stuffing. Like, we don't need to put Cajun seasoning in the stuffing. Man, what we are we
4: got doing? Roasted, We got, stu- got stuffing. good
3: on your life, Amber. Listen, maybe need some well, spice in your stop life. Stop being so fancy. It's like cranberry sauce. It's not don't
7: make fancy. me homemade
4: cranberry
3: sauce. I don't, get don't have the homemade. Stu- amber. Stu-
7: amber. Jelly amber. stuff amber, out
1: of the can. I'm ocean and spray out the can, slice. There you go. Okay, Keith, I knew I liked
3: you. This is what we do. We
1: put spice in everything, we put a little splash of something in everything.
3: Yeah, but it, it, you can have, in stuffing, you can have spice. It just doesn't need to be, like, some fancy, you no, know, Cajun cornbread, it's, this and nah, that. No, it's just
4: a Cajun cornbread stuffing, that's all. It's Cajun, it's Cajun. A, a little sausage it. There ain't a, nothing a little, like, wrong with the stovetop
3: out of the box stuffing. Oh, there ain't nothing wrong. Nah,
4: no, I can't No, nah, we ain't going to be doing no. no see, that's, no, nah, Amber. You know I I won't be coming In to your
1: real house. Thing, real <laughs> things, sweet no. well, potatoes, co- greens, co- and co- stuff. Co- I can't come to you your. You won't pre- be real. coming to my
3: house because I ain't cooking. I got to be honest with you. Like my late mother, she was fired with all of her Thanksgivings. After we lost her, I discovered the benefit of crashing other people's Thanksgivings or going out to eat for Thanksgiving. I have done that. That's actually wait, wait, under, an wait, wait, underrated wait, wait, wait. move. The last couple of years, I was out to eat for Thanksgiving. So you've
1: been to Friendsgivings and they haven't had sweet potato pie at the ready.
3: I know. I was at one. Yes, la- yesterday I was at a friend's house crashing her Thanksgiving. She had chocolate. Pie, she had chocolate cake, key lime pie pecan, pie, pecan pie, pumpkin pie.
4: No sweet potato pie. No
1: sweet. potato Have potatoes. you ever had real, banana pudding. Amber, oh, no. had real banana, banana pudding? Amber. Have you had real banana pudding? Though.
3: No. Who was it? Was it Yates or, or Pat who brought a banana pudding yesterday? Banana pudding. No. No. Not.
4: I'm talking about with vanilla yeah. wafers and, and real bananas. Not wait, no, wait, wait.
3: That wait, sounds key, horrendous. Key, this answers
1: it all. What, what, what part of town did you go to for the, the Thanksgiving, the friends <laughs> to Where were we?
3: I think you what, know where I was. Where there was no sweet potato pie, <laughs> <laughs> Jay. Like, yeah, let's miss Boka
1: Boka. Just it's in Boca <laughs>
3: <laughs> We all know what you were doing, doing there. This has been Keyshawn, <laughs> Jay Will, and Max. Fort Lauderdale. And Wilson <laughs> filling in for Max. It has been fun. <laughs>